is Saturday, you will see they will talk about aliens. It means people who live you know, outside of the earth. And they will try to make the people that they would think that they were seed <laughs> by this alien. This is the next thing that you will see. And it's one of the Antichrist. He wants to make us believe that God doesn't exist. And it was the alien who seen the earth. Hey, my friends, I have a super interesting guest today. Um, someone I've never had before. Someone a lot of people have heard about. Someone, if you're into the messages from heaven, uh, means a lot. There's a lot of controversy over this individual. He's a Roman Catholic priest by the name of Father Michel Rodrigue. In fact, he's a priest, he's an exorcist, he's a mystic, and he's founder and general superior of a religious community in Quebec, in northern Quebec, in Amos, Quebec, called the Apostolic Fraternity of St. Benedict Joseph Labre. Father Michel Rodrigue became the founder of this new religious order formally approved by the Roman Catholic Church, known as the Apostolic Fraternity of St. Benedict Joseph Labre, as I said. Um, and he was born in a poor but pious Catholic French-speaking family. Father Rodrigue was actually the youngest of 23 children and began to have a vocation of a religious life at the age of three. I'm taking this intro, by the way, from the book of Xavier Eral called Revelations, which I very much encourage you to get. Xavier is going to join us on this program as well, and I know many of you know him already for he's been here a couple times before. Xavier goes on to explain that very much like Padre Pio, God the Father began to speak to Father Michel Rodrigue at the tender age of three years old. God began to speak to me, he says. And these are quotes from Father Michel Rodrigue. This, too, creates the controversy around him. But I'm going to explain more about the controversy in a second. But this is a quote from Mother, Father Michel Rodrigue explaining how he was religiously formed at a very, very young age. Get this. God began to speak to me, and we began to have regular conversations. I remember sitting under a big tree behind the home on our family's farm and asking God, who made this tree? I did, in quotes, God answered. And when he pronounced the word I, I was suddenly given a vast view of the earth, the universe, and myself, and I understood that everything was made and held in existence by him, that's by God. I thought that everyone talked to God the Father. From three to six, the Lord instructed me in the faith and gave me a thorough theological education. He also told me when I was three that I would be a priest, end quote. So Father Michel Rodrigue is known and loved by many. He is a great preacher, a great lover of our Lord, and uh, promotes true devotion to Mary. But he's also said some very controversial things, some things about the future, because as we said, He's a mystic. And so he's received or says he's received these revelations about what's coming. One of the things he said that I'd like you to check out is that and it was said a number of years ago, but he talked about the coming one world religion. And it has a lot of similarities to what we're experiencing with this new Pachamama mass thing that seems to be coming out in May, has similarities to the Amazonian Synod. Take a listen for yourself. This is important to realize this last day's distressing time will come, you know. This is what we are. Yes, they will implement this new religion with this primitive rites. And through this right, you know, it will become a kind of uh, an opening, uh, an opening a religion for every denomination. And at that moment, you will feel that it will be has universal fraternity. It means just horizontal. Universal fraternity. And after that, you know, they will be able to accommodate everyone inside of this. And what will happen to Jesus? He will, he will be put on a side. He will become a master among other masters. 
in their philosophy of life. So it means it will not be the only mediator between humanity and the Father. But that's not why Father Rodrigue is in controversy right now. I'm sure that's why the bishop has put certain restrictions on him so that he's retired himself at this point. But there's more that he's said. He talks about refuges that our Lord or Our Lady has urged him to tell people to develop these refuges, places that they consecrate to our Lord, and therefore they will be used in the time of chastisement where people can flee to them and survive what's coming. He talks about refuges. He also talks about everybody being microchipped, that we've heard of this mark of the beast and so on. He talks about that readily and openly. Have a listen for yourself. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. This is important because, you know, this is exactly what I mean when your feeling will be in peace. You will see falling the people around you. You will see the army of the enemy coming. This is why you don't have too much time to go to the refuge. Because, you know, the devil have already prepared the army to come and take the people. They want to chip the people. Chip is a good word. They want to chip the people. How they will do, do it? They will force them to do it. And the one who doesn't want to do it, they will be put, you know, as a chamber to be killed. And the other will be re-educated by the, the, the way that the devil thinks, by, you know, a, a kind of training that you can see in communist country already, you know, how to do. One of the things that is very controversial, even among his followers, is that he made some very specific predictions which didn't come true. And I was contacted by Xavier Aral, who is a friend and the one who wrote that book on Revelations, asking if he could bring on Father Michel Rodrigue to explain for himself about the prophecies he's made and, you know, answer some of these criticisms, unfortunately, which have been Pretty severe, some of them, but answer some of these criticisms in his own words. And that's what we're going to do today on this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Hello, LifeSite friends. Aren't you sick of the cancel culture? Aren't you sick of the overlords at YouTube deciding what you'll be able to see and what you won't? Are you sick of them dictating morality and your use of pronouns? Well, we have had enough. With rampant attacks and continuous censorship we face here at LifeSite News, we've decided to bite the bullet. We are taking video into our own hands and we're playing on our own terms rather than the whims of big tech. We have launched our own video platform. Now we have the ability to showcase our important news and views without the risk of being banned and silenced. Defenders of faith, life, family, and freedom can now speak freely at LifeSite News without censorship from anti-life, anti-family, anti-faith, anti-freedom folks who seem to run all the big tech companies. This, of course, takes tons of hard work and also your support. So we're in the midst of our quarterly spring fundraising campaign, and we are in need of your support, both prayerful and financial. These fundraising campaigns are vital to our survival and the ability to broadcast the truth for free all around the world. So, with the launch of our new video platform, we will be incurring many new ongoing expenses due to the size and bandwidth of our servers, the personnel expenses to maintain such a large system, and for new and improved features that we hope to add in the coming months. We must raise our campaign goal of an absolute minimum of $500,000 to continue the fight to withdraw completely from big tech and strengthen our ability to survive in the giant online world. So please donate at the link in the description below. Thank you for your prayers, your support, and your dedication. We are honored to be in this fight with you. May God bless you. Father Michel Rodriguez, it's an honor. And Xavier, good to be with you again. It's nice to be with you also for me. Thank you. Hello, John Henry. Hello, Father. Hello. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Lord, we pray this, uh, this meeting today. We present uh, this meeting to you to realize your will, only your will, 
and made this uh, meeting today and gave peace to everyone who will listen and also gave also the strength of the Holy Spirit by the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the Sacred Heart of Jesus be with us. Amen. This is a really great opportunity because uh, Father Michel Rodrigue is known to many people, but there's some controversy of late because of some prophecies that he made that apparently didn't come true. And uh, if I can go to you first, Savior, just for some background, while a lot of people, I'm sure, know Father Michel already, if you could give us an introduction and a little background so that we understand where we are in the story right now. First and foremost, all my thanks to you, John Henry, for giving Father Rodrigue the chance uh, to talk to your um, channel and thank thanks on my behalf as well. As you know, uh, Father Michel Rodrigue uh, is the formal founder of his own religious order, formally approved by the Vatican, by Rome. By... And accordingly, uh, indeed, there's been some um, controversies in his regard. Although Father Rodrigue has been known mostly since 2000, since November, December 2019, for uh, echoing a message, a call to conversion, which he has received since a very tender age from our Lord Jesus Christ, from the Blessed Virgin Mary, and from other souls from heaven. Father Michel Rodrigue, uh, before I go into the controversial part, is a man that, uh, based on my experience, after having observed, spoken with him, and read the messages he brought forth, is a man who is consumed with nothing short but a profound love, unconditional love for God, for the Blessed Virgin Mary, and for the Roman Catholic and Apostolic Church. Father Rodrigue has dedicated his life into calling the faithful to urgent conversion, principally through the living of the Holy Gospels, through prayer, and through the Holy Sacraments of the Catholic Church. There's been no contradictions whatsoever between the deposit of faith and the teachings of Father Rodrigue. Father Rodrigue calls humanity, the faithful, to the Catechism, the Roman Catholic Catechism, to sacraments, particularly confession. And particularly, and that is one of the cornerstones of the messages echoed and brought forth by Father Rodrigue, as he will be able to tell you himself, the Holy Sacrament of the Altar, the Eucharist, properly prepared after confession. That is the greatest crime of all that Father um, Rodrigue is guilty of. In matters of the controversy, there was indeed um, a prophecy that uh, Father Rodrigue received in private and which he repeated to some parties whom um, Father Rodrigue opened in sheer confidence, but with a sheer uh, con um, condition to maintain this particular prophecy a secret. This was an absolute requisite. And he was, and Father Rodrigue was assured that it will remain a secret. The prophecy was this, that the time would come when the Catholic Church in Rome would go through tremendous upheaval, that the Pope would be forced to flee, and this Pope, Pope Francis, would die a martyr. In the course of this period of time, Pope Emeritus, Benedict XVI, would in that particular moment of gravity try to gather the church and for, form some sort of council. Again, Father Rodrigue will be able to explain that considerably more capably than I. And from what I read, um, in the course of this timing, the Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI would pass away uh, after Pope Francis. Also, he would pass away a martyr when he would be caught by the enemies, the anti-Christian enemies of the church. No. Now, this was, as I cannot stress this enough, a secret. It was not to be repeat, repeated or drawn or written, not. And it was promised to him that it would not be. It was. And from the moment forth when, uh, on I think the end of the year, uh, His Holiness Benedict XVI passed away, immediately, uh, a battalion of critics fell upon uh, Father Rodrigue without giving him a chance to respond, without trying to understand what on earth could have possibly have changed the course of events 
which for those of us who have studied, who have been involved in marine apparition site, we know that prophecies change constantly. You don't have to look very far, uh, John Henry, to see how uh, decrees uh, issued by God himself change because of the response of humanity. Let's go even to the Old Testament, Jonas, Nineveh. It was decreed that Nineveh would be pulverized, leveled, because of the deplorable sins of its inhabitant and its king. And yet Jonas was sent to convert the people. He did. And what was decreed by God was changed. So I'll finish. Uh, I simply want to say for me, the greatest uh, curiosity in all this um, tornado campaign set forth against Father Michel, and I'm talking as uh, somebody who has worked with Father Laurentin, very similar situations. The thing that surprised me the most is the vigor and the animosity, the unjustness of those who attack, criticize, condemn, take a stone in their hand and throw it to Father Rodrigue without giving him a chance to first explain himself. And Father Rodrigue, all he did since then was exactly what a Catholic ought to do. Give the other cheek and pray for his uh, opponents. I think for the time being, I said enough. I leave the floor to Father Jorge. Father, tell us in your own words uh, what happened, what you felt our Lord told you, um, and how that played out. In 2018, I have this uh, vision of the two popes, and uh, the Pope uh, Benedict uh, will die marty after the marches of uh, Pope Francis. And uh, I, I receive a message from God the Father uh, to, uh, you know, to pray for that. And when I was uh, in uh, California, I had uh, this uh, retreat time with the people. And I share that, you know, as an intimate, uh, you know, uh, sharing with the people. But uh, somebody recorded and it put that on the web. But uh, at that moment, my, I have not given the permission for that. But this is not for me to, uh, to the big deal. For me, it's to see uh, when the prophecy arrives. You know, a prophecy is a gift of God. And uh, when you receive this gift of God, it's a kind of a call from God himself who asks his people to pray that this even will be changed or will not arrive. We have the example of Jonas before, but you know, and the fact is that when the thing doesn't arrive, we have to rejoice because, you know, uh, it has been, uh, our prayer has been heard by the Eternal Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And this is their pleasing. They, they, they want to save the world. They don't want to condemn the world. So this is why they send the prophet, you know, to remind the people to come back to them with their heart, with their, all their being, you know, that they can please God in the way to act as a full, uh, you know, uh, Christian, as a full Catholic, you know, someone who are completely engaged in his faith. And this is uh, the reason I was surprised and, and first, but you know, the 28th of December, 2022, I was in the chapel praying and celebrate the mass. And this time uh, uh, the message was given to me uh, through the lights of the Holy Spirit. So during the mass, I received many lights and many uh, vision in the same time. And at that moment, I was instruct by the Holy Spirit that uh, the Pope Benedict uh, you know, 16 will not see the year uh, 2023, he will die on the 31st of uh, uh, December. And for me, it was a, sh uh, a shock, but in the same time, it was a joy because I realized that our prayer has been heard. Many people have prayed for Be Pope Benedict and pray also for Pope Francis. So for me, that uh, the prophecy has been changed, it's okay, you know. It's a joy. It's mean that God has blessed the world again with a great, uh, great blessing. But some people think, you know, that the, the prophecy in the Catholic Church, the Catholic faith, are like uh, medium me, you know, some kind of reader of the future. 
that this thing will be fixed. It's not like that. Uh, when the people, you, you know, was uh, reacting to the, the prophecy, I realized that they don't understand the meaning of prophecy in Catholic faith. So this is why my joy is still there, because, you know, I am very happy that the Pope Benedict, uh, you know, the, the Pope Emeritus doesn't have to pass through the martyrs and the sufferings, the suffering of this. And the same thing for the Pope uh, Francis, you know, this is for me a joy. I can understand why for many, it's a kind of, uh, uh, blockers in their mind because you know that uh, they call that false prophecy, failed prophecy. Uh, they call that from different names, but they don't realize that I'm the first who will be surprised to be a prophet. <laughs> you know, I never asked to be. And the other fact is that <laughs> they don't understand also that uh, I'm not the owner of the prophecy, you know, I'm just the useless servant for this. So uh, I do what God gave me. And it was the same thing, you know, uh, for, uh, for them, they have to realize that if the prayer of the faithful was heard, this is a nice and a blessing from the eternal father, the son and the Holy Spirit for us. So we have to rejoice and not to be uh, you know, disappointed because it's not happened. Because if we are disappointed, what it's mean? It's mean, wow, we, don't, we want just the, the bad thing. And I record also this sentence from the, the Our Father. Deliver us from evil. We pray for that every day. You know? And when the, the prophecy is done, it's a call from God because it, it wants us to be delivered from evil. It doesn't want us to be under the misery. So this is the, the point that I address for the people. And why I doesn't answer to the people, I'm honest with you. Every time I say a word now on the internet, it's going around the world first. And after that, it's received a lot of interpretation and sometimes, you know, my English is not so good. So they use the, the coma, they use everything to, uh, to make a, a challenge. And so I said to the Lord, it's in your hands. Everything is in your hands. So, you know, he let the rain fall on the faithful and on the unjust also. So this is in his hand, not in mine. One of the things that I recall hearing you talk about was the restrainer, the catacomb that is often talked about um, being St. Joseph himself. And you talked about the year uh, 2021 that was declared by Pope Francis to be the year of St. Joseph and the end of that year being significant in that the hand of the restrainer, St. Joseph, if you will, would be lifted. And then we could descend into... Uh, you know, a time of, of chastisement or something like that. What has your thought been on that? Have you received any more indications of that kind of a thing? Because, I mean, it certainly seems like uh, we've been going through some crazy times and the future, at least the near approximate future, doesn't look very bright. Can you share anything with us on that? First of all, we have to read the sign of time. The sign of time was given to us. Uh, this expression, we found that, we found that, in the, the Council Vatican II by Pope John XXIII. And uh, it was uh, also uh, expressed also by Paul VI. The sign of time is really important because the sign of time gave us, you know, the opportunity to see in the vision of God, the plan of God. And the time that we have uh, passed through in the Catholic Church, it's a time of God, you know, because the Catholic Church is the sign for all nations. And when we see what's happened now in the Catholic faith, we see that we are under a kind of purification. And this purification time is really important. If we pray and do what Jesus instructs us to do in the gospel, we will be victorious soon. 
with the promise of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. At the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. So, when I received the message that uh, Saint Gabriel gave me during the night, it was all the night that Gabriel talked to me. And it was amazing, you know, I, I cannot express that with my words, but you know, it was uh, a touch of God in my, all my, in my heart. And he revealed me a lot of things. And he said that the way that St. Joseph protect the Holy Family, it, see, it, it is the same way that he protect the body of Christ. The body of Christ was in the arm of St. Joseph when he was a baby, but the body of Christ is in the arm of St. Joseph during all the time that, you know, the church will be expanded until the time Jesus will return. So when he expressed me that because of the year declared by the Pope Francis represent an ultimate, you know, an ultimate call to the people of God to pray for the protection of the church. And after that, he said that when this year will finish, St. Joseph was the catechum who restrained the coming of the Antichrist. We have the Antichrist and the Antichrist. And he, he, he explained me that uh, the coming of the Antichrist will begin immediately after the retract of St. Joseph. It means that because the people have not prayed sufficiently, they have not addressed the respect to the Holy Eucharist of the body of Christ in the church. And many have profaned, profaned the body of Christ by their sinful life, you know. First of all, by their own body, because they are temple of the Holy Spirit. But many, man, many manage their life like prostitutes. They are unhonest on many affairs. And plus, they go for the Holy Communion without receiving the sacraments of penance when they are in really sinful, you know, uh, grave sin. So it's the, the many have not heard the call of God the Father, through the word of Jesus in the gospel. And many, and also for my confrere, priest, many are preaching no more. You know, the, the, the consequence of sin, if we don't go according to comm the commandment of the Lord. And this is important. And uh, when he asked, he said to me that when St. Joseph will retract, we will see the coming of the Antichrist. It means that this year, the message that I received, you know, now with the pandemia, the pandemia was the first step. The COVID-19 was the first step of this. And after that, it was the pandemic, you know, the pandemia, it was coming now, the war. <laughs> the war, it's another step. Because the Antichrist has to appear as a savior of the world. He will imitate Christ. He will give the, uh, you have that in the second of Thessalonian letter. You know, he will give all the, the to the people, the imagination that he is like God. He will perform many things, many acts of the devil, you know, will be by this person, the Antichrist. The Antichrist is a person. He's not only a group of persons who have ideology, of him. And we can see in this ideology, all this, uh, you know, gender, all this manipulation. What is a gender in the ideology of the Antichrist? The devil has no sex. He is an angel. A man has a sex. A woman has a sex. But a gender has no sex. So he has to create, he must create a generation with be at his resemblance, like God has created humanity as his resemblance. So this is the first step. And this year we will see something happening. You know, we will see the structure that the Antichrist need to be um, 
developed before he arrived. And this structure will concern three things. The families will concern also the sickness, you know, others' sickness, will concern the structure of, uh, you know, the, this war and economic clash, I would say. And uh, it has to be done in a manner that nation will be against nation, in a manner that the people will be on the street, you know, asking for bread. It has to be also that the, the people will not be support for their health. So, and at that moment, he would show himself as a messiah, a new messiah. And this is why, you know, when Saint Joseph stepped aside, I can say, it was because the people don't think of God no more. And the aggressivity that we see, the violence everywhere is a sign of time. It's a sign of time. And this sign of time is inside of the church and is outside of the church also. And uh, sometimes, you know, you can feel the oppression of the evil because, you know, this oppression come from, come from of the madness of the group who are organizing now the coming of the Antichrist. So, but for us, what we have to realize, we must understand that our hope is in the end of God. And this is why God will, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit will never abandon their children. So more we will be closer to the immaculate heart of Mary, more we will find in her heart and in the heart of Jesus, their refuge. And this refuge will be a protection, not only a spiritual protection, it will be a physical one also. Our home, our place, everywhere that the name of the Lord Jesus will be, you know, proclaimed, everywhere with faithful heart and true doctrine, not, you know, something who just try to, to dissolve the doctrine to please the, the, the people. This is not the doctrine of the faith. Doctrine of the faith have a cross in, in, inside, you know, and the cross is the true sign of God. And this is why, you know, the, all the prophecy and the messenger around the world who suffer so much because of the oppression that they receive from this madness people around who want to serve the false God for their own satisfaction. They don't realize that they are facing something really important now. They are facing their eternity. And this is why when uh, I received the message of that St. Joseph is the catechism, it doesn't mean that St. Joseph doesn't protect the church no more. I never said that. But it means that the year of St. Joseph was not there for nothing, you know. It has a meaning because it has the meaning of faith in the church. And this meaning of faith has in this particular time that we are passing through, reveal to us that the Holy Family was, you know, for us, for our faith, the mystery of the incarnation, the mystery of our redemption, and the mystery also of our own protection, the Holy Family is always there to protect and to save the good one. It means everyone will call God in a sincere heart. So Saint Joseph will be always there to protect us. He is the terror of the demons. But in the same time, we have to pass through this period of time that we are facing. And during this period of time, he had just announced me that the Antichrist will show himself. One of the things that is evident, Father, is you basically speak what you feel called that our Lord has told you to speak. And these 
prophecies are very um, moving for people because people need to know, uh, and I think that's why God gives us prophecy, need to know, and it's for the simple people. It really isn't for the sophisticated, you know, uh, people. who. It's really for simple Catholics who basically want to know from heaven, are you still there to take care of us? We're, we're suffering here. Help us. The, the people pleading. And, and God has always shown through the prophets uh, what he's going to do. One of the things I wanted to address with you, Xavier, is that um, you've known and read uh, Father Michel, and I think your testimony is very powerful in that you've seen in Father's writings and teachings a fidelity to the truth of the faith on all the very things that is being attacked in the church, on the truth of the sexual teachings in the church, the truth of the Holy Eucharist and the need to keep the Holy Eucharist and, and not profane it, um, and the truths on abortion and all these most difficult issues which are being trampled upon by a lot of church leaders today, um, and yet he has maintained a fidelity in all of that. And I think that speaks louder than just about anything else. Just a quick note before we return. If you would like to stay up to date on LifeSite's coverage of the latest life, family, and culture news, subscribe to one of our many newsletters by going to lifesitenews.com slash subscribe. And if you'd like to help us bring our truth-telling coverage to millions around the world, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation at give.lifesitenews.com. And now, back to the video. It's not a prophecy that I give you because, you know, it's a sign was given to me through now since four years ago. He said a day, you will see, they will talk about aliens. It means people who live, you know, outside of the earth. And they will try to make the people that they would think that they were, you know, uh, seed <laughs> by this alien. And they will see more and more different, different kind of, uh, you know, uh, vessel going around the earth. So it, it was four years ago. But, you know, this is the, the, the next thing that you will see. And it's one of the Antichrist who want to show, it want to, he want to make us believe that God doesn't exist. And it was the alien who seen the, the earth, you know. And he, it's one of these secret arm now who will come soon. You will see that on every, you know, on the internet and everywhere. But what is important for us is to keep the faith. The fathers of the church have explained. I think about the fathers of the church. I think about, you know, the Marie Julie Janie. This woman, this powerful woman, this spiritual woman, for me, I pray her. And I think also about Saint Hildegard, who have given through the, you know, the Shivas, the book that she had, a really great instruction about the Antichrist. Which saint was that again, if you could repeat that? Yeah, Saint Hildegard, yeah. How you pronounce it for me? Hildegard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know she she has given a, a really big instru instruction regarding the antichrist in the book of the shivas this is important if the people can read it, we have to be in communion with jesus with the catholic faith who is the the faith who gave us the new life of christ and this new life of christ make for us you know an enlightenment of our conscience. And this is why we cannot change the morality of the church, who is based on the word of Jesus himself. He is Christ. He is the, you know, the son of the divine one. So who are we to change the word of God? Only one wants to change the word of God, Satan. And everyone who wants to change the word of God are not inspired by the Holy Spirit. And we have to be really faithful to that. And the teaching of the church as a resume in the Catholic Catechism. And everyone who wants to see what the church means, they can go in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. 
every teaching also given by Pope John Paul II, this, he is the great Pope, you know. He has passed all the doctrine of the church, this man. It's amazing the genius that this man has. And I know him, you know. I know the man. He was a real faithful man dedicated to the Virgin Mary, to those tools. So this is why, you know, our faith, it's belonging like a fire of love from the Holy Spirit. And we are all called by God by different way. And the prophet is just expressed the way that God wants us through the Bible, through the word of Jesus, through the doctrine of the church, and through the sacrament of the church. The sacrament of the church are really important. You know more than me what's happening in Germany now and in different countries. So this is Sosa. Sosa, the Antichrist, make his structures with the ideology to support the people to raise the level of the battle against the Catholic faith. And the remnant people, the one who are faithful, we are warrior of the Lord. Warrior of the Lord is mean that we have the great final combat to establish, not with our hands, but with our hearts. Just the prayer can save the world now. The prayer, the fasting, and also the good behavior and the good morality in our Christian faith. One of the things that I think a lot of people have a question about, I know we are always called to pray, to maintain a life in union with our Lord, to give to him everything, hopefully through his Holy Mother, the best way. Um, we're called to do all these things. But in the times of the end of the apocalypse or of the at least of a chastisement that would come, the prophets are often given, you know, to talk to the people so that they can also make preparations in a physical way. So to prepare for your family's well-being, if you're called to survive, probably lots will be called to be martyred and, and glory be to God for that. But I think there is also uh, some call sometimes for preparations. And, um, you know, for that, we're given a warning to do so in a timely fashion, because to when you prepare something like that, you you a time schedule, not maybe very specific, but something, uh, so that you have a understanding of some time, is uh, is important. And what is your suggestion, or what have you received from the Lord in terms of the need for people to prepare at this time, or in in the near future, or anything like that? This is what we have to do. This is a message also that I had received from the God. And uh, that uh, Xavier, uh, Mr. Xavier published also in his book, and I recommend this. But you know, the, the message is really simple. The Lord wants to help us. This is why he asked everyone, first of all, to be confessed, general confession. Every sin commit in their life, you know, since the last confession they had, and also the sin omitted. You know, sometimes you can pass through somebody who are in need and you just ignore, ignore this person. This is omission. And he wants to, us to confess this sin also. And he said, a complete confession. After that, we have to consecrate ourselves to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. This is a recommendation of Fatima to Sister Lucia, you know, with the first, first Saturday of the month. And she, with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, consecrate our family. Our family, it's the pearl that our life, and it's the pearl also for God, that he wants to save us. You know, this lady who searched, who searched a pearl in the gospel, this is the soul that this lady searched. But this lady represents also the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was the feminine part, you know, in the Holy Trinity that the Father of the Church said. And when we have this, 
we have a physical place also, our home. We must consecrate our home. It is very easy. And many said to me, Father, we don't have the priest to come and bless our home. I said, God the Father wants you to have your home offered to him. Just a prayer of offering will consecrate this because you will offer your home as a refuge of the Lord. He will use it in the way he wants for the people of God. So you consecrate your home and you spread in your home, in the sign of the cross, the holy exorcism water. I insist on this. The exorcism water heal the people, cast out the devil, purify the place where you are. This is a prayer of the exorcism water. And after that, you go outside and you consecrate your ground also, that the darkness of the world will not enter in. So you consecrate with the exorcism salt by making a sign on the cross on your ground with the exorcism soul, and you say exactly the same prayer. Father, I offer you my ground, I offer you my house, has a gift through the Immaculate Heart of Mary and through the Sacred Heart of Jesus, that you will use it when the time will come for your people. It's an offering. And after the message that I received, the Virgin Mary has said to me, that the people need three months of food, only three months. And she said, don't worry about more than that because he will multiply what we need when the time will come. But we need three months of, of food. Why? Because before the intervention of the Lord, we will have a period of three months that it will be a real struggle time. Probably that they will close the, the, the place where the, you can buy the food. And uh, we saw it with the COVID. With the COVID, they were on the point to not accept the people in the food store if they don't have received the vaccine. They have the passport for them. It was just the first step. It doesn't mean that we, it will be another step. You see? So, if the Virgin Mary asked us to be, and she said, in the region of the world where the, the people are not enough, you know, able to reach for three months, said to them that they gather together as a group and with the, 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 the sharing that they can do, they will have enough for three months. This is what she said. And after that, it will be the time of the intervention of the Lord, what we call the warning, you know. Me, I call the Holy Spirit, the, I said, the, the, the Pentecost of the Holy Spirit, the second Pentecost of the Holy Spirit, because it will be for us one of, great, of the great graces given to her since the day of the Pentecost, you know, the day of the redemption of the Lord for the church at the apostle and for the people of all nations this time. It's an answer to the, the prayer of Pope John 23rd, you know, at the opening of the council. He asked the Holy Spirit for the, the nation. So it will be the answer in the new Pentecost who will happen. And after that, you know, we will have the time to repent because we will see our life and our sin. And where we are going if we die, you know, we will see us. And the one who doesn't have the, the benediction, the blessing, you know, to go to confession now, they will have a period of time after, you know, this elimination of conscience, they will have a period of time to go to the confession. And after that, God will act with the angel of the Lord to protect us under the refuge that we have consecrated to him. So we have to be really uh, prepared. But first, 
we must prepare our heart. Because, you know, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. But our soul, this is, you know, the, the link that we have, I will say, with the Holy Trinity, the breath of the Holy Spirit, you know, in us, who make us children of God. And this is why we, we have to be prepared physically, but in a way that we have a total abandon in the end of the Lord. This is why Jesus himself come, you know, to Sister Faustina. Jesus, I trust in you. But you know, this is important because the message of Sister Faustina, in the beginning of the messages that she received, I don't recall the number exact, but you know, in the beginning, God said, first, I will come as a merciful Lord. And after, I will come as judge. The merciful years has been proclaimed the church and has, has been passed also. And now, what we are facing, the coming of the one who will make the truth in everyone by the enlightenment of conscience. You know, do you feel that this is imminent? The, in other words, a lot of people have talked about uh, when this might come, but a lot of people do feel I was talking, even Xavier last time um, was talking about perhaps by 2024, we might already see these things. Does that sort of uh, sit right with you as well? When I received the message of the father, you know, it was really urgent. I have to address the people the way I can because, you know, it was really urgent. And in me, it was, uh, I cannot explain that. It was the time passed so fast. I doesn't know how to do it. So, yes, they have put me on the internet, you know, and I cannot condemn nobody for that because they do what probably they can, it was the best. But in the same time, the message was known everywhere in the world. And many conversions happened. And I received so many letters, box of letters, not only 10, thousands of letters, you know. They ask me the same question and you, <laughs> when it will be father. <laughs> Sorry, I laughed because, you know, he never, he never gave me the date. <laughs> but, you know, I know that it's, it will be not too late. Because the time of the devil has been short now. This is what I can say to you. The type of the battle that I face, you know, say to me, something is coming soon. Yeah. But I have no date. But first, you must understand that we have the step to pass. Remember, he has to be like a savior. It means that the the people of this madness will erect a structure for war, not Ukraine war, universal war. It's on the way. They will have a clash for economic thing because they want to reset the people. And they will have also to put everything that they can control the people under their mind. And they and for that they have a good test with the pandemia. They knows what to do. So it's mean that everything will have to be erect before he show his face. One of the startling things that you mentioned right at the top of the show, Xavier, is that um, despite all of these sayings, and and Father, you've gained international renown for you know the prophecies that you've told about, but you have the permission from your bishop to uh, continue as a priest, obviously, but also um, to be head of your order, which, as Xavier mentioned first, was um, approved by the Vatican. Uh, where is it? And uh, how's it going with that? Yeah. So now, because of this, uh, you know, uh, I will say the storm happened. Uh, me, I am retired from the public ministry now. It means I, I am just uh, the head of uh, our monastery here. 
And uh, because I am retired, uh, the bishops came to me and uh, they don't condemn me, but, you know, they let me on uh, a floating space, I will say. And because of this, uh, what I will do, I will return with a canonical lawyer who is a judge also of the canonical uh, acts act. I will request an inquiry that, uh, uh, you know, everything would be put in truth. And uh, because of this, I, I am totally confident also uh, in the church. So soon I will ask this to, uh, to refresh everything that uh, after that we will go ahead to, pro, uh, to, uh, to finalize the way that we are step now inside of the church. And because of uh, this storm, everything is blocked now, is under a waiting, you know, fine. But you know, it's okay for me. I have enough to, enough to do, you know, and uh, also the people come, can come here. I celebrate the mass. We, I celebrate the penance with them. You know, I gave the, the, the preaching, the, the retreat. Nobody blocked me on this. You know, I still priest and I still uh, an acting priest. And I, with our monastery, the thing is going well. So soon we will uh, finalize a step in the church to have the full recognition. Xavier, any final thoughts from you? Yes, there you have it. We finally, thanks to you, John Henry, uh, have the explanation directly from Father Michel Rodrigue. I reiterate uh, to all those who've attacked Father Michel Rodrigue that there is no contradiction between the dogma of the faith of the Roman Catholic and Apostolic Church and all the teachings brought forth by Father Michel Rodrigue. You've heard it yourself. Father Rodriguez is calling everyone to learn and leave the Catechism, particularly that which was instituted and ordained by His Holiness Pope John Paul II. Uh, Father Rodrigue is calling everyone to confession, to leaving the sacraments of the Catholic Church, to communion. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, that can condemn Father Michel Rodrigue for anything that he's done or said. And I would simply conclude by saying the following. Before having criticism coming so quickly, condemnation, charity is also one of the cornerstones that we are taught by the Catholic Church. Let's leave it to the competent authorities of the Roman Catholic Church to pronounce themselves. All those, even priests, and I've seen them all on YouTube, and commentators, have misplaced in wasting their time making a comment or a judgment on Father Michel Rodrigue. It does, they are not appointed by any proper authority of the church to do so. It is as we as laymen, as Catholic laymen, it is our duty to pray even for those we think are wrong. In my particular case, as I said, I'm not Father Laurentin, not by a long stretch of the imagination, but based on my experience with him, I know that, and I'm sure he would give me permission to say that Father Michel Rodrigue has done nothing more but live his faith properly and still in complete and total obedience to his bishops and through them to the Roman Catholic Church. For those who have given him a kiss of Judas, if they have a chance that Judas didn't have to return to correction, to pray for Father Michel Rodrigue, to remain faithful. And I'll finish simply by saying this, um, through friendship, True loyalty is shown in difficult times, in moments of contrarieties, not smiling before the cameras or tapping Father Michel Rodrigue's back, joking when everything appears to be well or when Father Michel Rodrigue appears popular. True loyalty, true faith of the heart, as described by Father Michel Rodrigue, is shown during our Via Crucis, the hardest of times. That's when people show their true color. Therefore, I simply call, and some of the people who've criticized Father Michel Rodrigue were of good faith, they simply didn't know any better. No one now has the excuse to say, I didn't know. You heard Father Michel Rodrigue give his explanation and, tell, and echo the message he received about the death of uh, His uh, Holiness, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, on December the 28th of last year. He was told in advance, but everyone condemned him before knowing. So I simply 
finish by saying, Union Prière, let us unite in prayer. Let us pray, and I beg all the true Catholics who call themselves so, let us pray for Father Michel Rodrigue, who has been under tremendous attack and has taken it very courageously and in a very special way. And as sincerely as I'm able to, let us pray for Mr. John Henry Weston and his family and all his crews. They have placed themselves in the line of fire by allowing you to hear the truth, a truth for which Christ died. Let us pray for Mr. John Henry Weston, his family, and everyone he works for, and Father Michel Rodrigue. And again, John Henry, merci beaucoup. All my thanks for having had the courage and the sense of honor of having accepted uh, this, this show. Merci. Merci beaucoup, mes amis, mon père. Thank merci, you. Merci aussi. Alors, thank you. And I bless you also with all, both of you. I bless you with the tenderness of the heart of Jesus that I, you know, he can give you this blessing that you will flourish and go in this world. We need so, so much the good news of Jesus. So thank you for your patience with me, <laughs> with my English. And I bless everyone who listen this uh, show today that they will receive also the same blessing, the same blessing of the Lord Jesus. Thank you. God bless all of you. And we'll see you next time. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all the latest life, family, faith, and freedom news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.